yo, 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 welcome to the show, this is Chris to Chris, the only podcast that promises to fix your life and then probably does not fix your life, we are gonna give it a shot though, I am your host Chris, joined in the studio today by my very best friend in the whole wide world, Mike is in the building, hey Mike, say hi, hey, now you guys might know me from YouTube, Chris vs. the World is my comedy channel, Laser Lemming is my gaming channel, Uploaded.com brings them all together like one great big disgruntled family. Don't forget that you could subscribe to this show, Chris to Chris, for new episodes every single Friday. Yeah, is it every Friday, Mike, that we do this? Yeah, every single Friday we do a new episode of this show. So uh, please check it out. Please check it out. I mean, you're listening right now, so I, I guess you kind of got the memo, but you can't subscribe. On your favorite podcasting app, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, etc., 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 and you can tell somebody else about it. You know, do 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 your good deed for the week. Tell somebody about this podcast. Anyway, we got a great show for y'all today. We are talking about uh, Google Gaming, St. Patrick's Day, GPS for your dinner, and a whole lot more. But uh, let's start with that whole St. Patrick's Day thing. See, on Sunday, we are gonna be celebrating. St. Patrick's Day, at least here in America, the land of freedom, and uh, I assume Ireland as well, and probably other parts of Europe where Ireland is more of a thing, you know? Ireland's not a big thing in America except on St. Patrick's Day. Now, some people are under the impression that St. Patrick's Day means you need to dress like a leprechaun and drink all day. Now, those people are right, of course. However, there is much more to St. Patrick's Day than just binge drinking. And I'm going to prove it. I just need to figure out how. But while I'm figuring that out, we're going to move on to our tip of the week. Now, I've been working my ass off at work a lot lately. I stay late pretty much every single day now. Now, it could be 10 minutes or it could be over an hour in some uh, awful cases. So I was pretty happy to finally have some time off this month. Like, I was off of work from Sunday all the way through Wednesday, and I planned it that way. So those past four days have been some of the best days of my life. First of all, I wasn't at work, and this is a very important part of taking time off from work. You're not there. Second of all, I was not at work. Let me break it down for you. So within these past four days, my wife and I got new bikes and we took them for a spin. <laughs> you get it? Spin, the, the bikes spin. Uh, yeah, they're, they're a bit of a hassle putting together, but you know, awesome. New bikes, that's great. We also uh, saw a movie. We saw Captain Marvel. Now I can go on and on about this movie in so many different ways. In fact, you know, I, I might do that. Maybe, maybe next week we'll, we'll review Captain Marvel when it's no longer relevant and interesting to anybody. We also ate pretty well during my vacation time. We ate well, and that's because uh, the tax return finally came in, you know? We went from being pretty pretty broke to having stupid money, so you spent it stupid on some, some delicious foods, and that's what we did. Also, uh, the other thing I did on my vacation was I didn't go to work. Have, have I said that yet? Uh, none of this would have been possible if I didn't take this vacation, right? I wouldn't have been able to uh, get on these new bikes and uh, see Captain Marvel and eat well. <laughs> Hell of a vacation, right? Uh, 
I needed to take that vacation. It was, it was necessary for my brain. But my biggest mistake here, and I did make a mistake. My biggest mistake here was that I was only off for four days in a row. See, if I really wanted to unwind, I should have taken six to 12 months off, right? And if I was really, really smart, I would take a permanent vacation. You got to think about it. Most of my time at work kind of sucks. And most of my time away from work is a joy. So why am I spending so much time at work? And I thought about it. And the simple answer here is, is money, right? We need money to survive in the modern world. But if I were to eliminate the need for money, I would theoretically be a very happy man. Now, I've skimmed through some articles about Craigslist grifters. Craigslist? Craigslist. You guys know Craigslist. Uh, Craigslist grifters. They seem to be pretty happy because the articles imply that I would be happy if I was sleeping on the couches of strangers every couple days, you know, just wandering from town to town, sleeping on a new stranger's couch. They're called couch surfers, and it has its, it has its pros and cons. Now, I can't vouch that this is true, but I assume it's 100% true. You're happier when you're not responsible for anything, right? So this week's tip of the week is take more time off. You got a week's vacation? Hey, why not make it four weeks? Got some sick leave? Turn it into some sick leave. You know what I'm saying? You catch my drift? You gotta, you gotta stretch that out. Getting away from work is, is just good for your brain. So we should be doing that as much as humanly possible. See, sometimes we let things like rent and utilities and healthcare get in the way of our happiness. But I think, I think we'd be a lot happier if we spent less time at work and more time doing whatever it is we are really interested in. And there's bonus points if what you're interested in is actually really dangerous because this allows you to have a lot of fun really quickly and kick the bucket before you have to worry about paying for any of it. So that's this week's tip of the week. Take more time off, spend less of it being miserable. We gotta move on to uh, Video Game Corner. Whew, we kinda just, uh, that, that intro just snuck up on me. I'm sorry for the, the abrupt change, but you know, the intro, the intro kinda guides the show. The, the sound effects guide the show. What are we talking about, Mike? Uh, video games, yeah. Okay, so Google, Google is, teasing a major announcement at this year's GDC. GDC for the uninitiated stands for Game Developers Conference. Google released this 37-second uh, video teasing a bunch of different video game genres without actually showing much of anything. It's just kind of showing hallways with different scenery. It's the best way to describe it. They say, here, here's the uh, racing game. Here's the adventure game. Here's the shooter game. Here's the adult novel game. I'm not sure about that last one, but y you kind of got the idea. Google's like, well, at the end of the video, they, they, they show the date March 19th, 2019. And uh, if you're watching this on the day this, or listening to this on the day it airs, that's only a few days from now. I also put the tagline on the video. They said, gather around, 
whatever that means. Last year, uh, late last year, Google did some beta testing for a video game streaming platform. I forgot what it's called. We'll call it Google Google Stream. It's not called that, but uh, they they allowed people to beta test this streaming platform, and supposedly it worked pretty well. They had people playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey by streaming it directly into Chrome through the power of the internet. You know, it's kind of like a PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now is a streaming service on the PlayStation but not very well liked. So th there's a good chance that uh, this uh, announcement they're making on March 19th is tied to their streaming service. I I'm guessing it was, it was a success. Now, Sega, you guys know Sega. Sega left the gaming business in 2001. They left the hardware business. I mean, they're, they're still making video games for other people's consoles. But ever since then, it's been... Sony, Nintendo, and Microsoft kind of just fighting for a piece of that pie. For that deluxe apartment in the sky. And, the you know, mobile gaming has kind of blown up and made the industry bigger, but also taken a bite out of the money for uh, Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo in some ways. So we haven't had a real competitor in a long time. Mobile's bigger but it's mobile, so it also kind of sucks, right? So if Google gets into this and they come correct, because Microsoft was able to get into the gaming industry, we'd say successfully, but it was not an easy road for them. They definitely bought their way in. They, Microsoft has burned billions. I mean, literally, they've lost billions of dollars uh, just trying to make the Xbox brand successful. Mostly in the United States. It's not nearly as popular in Europe, and it is uh, literally laughed at in uh, Japan. So the question is, is Google finally going to shake things up for the better? You know, they're going to jump in, take over, make, make, make the next big revolution in gaming with this uh, streaming platform service? I say, absolutely, Google's going to make things better. You know, as long as their uh, streaming project doesn't end up like Google+, Plus, Google Buzz, Google Notebook, Google Helpouts, Picasa, Currents, Schemer, Bufferbox, Google Moderator, Google Glatz, and about half a dozen, two dozen, 100 dozen more other projects Google started and stopped fairly shortly after. You know, as long as their, their little gaming habit doesn't become just a, another flash in the pan for Google, absolutely. Anyway, I've been thinking. St. Paddy's Day is just a few, few short nights away now. And I'm getting kind of nervous. See, a few years back, I mailed some spit over to the good people of Ancestry.com. And in exchange for my spit, they sent me a list of countries that they think my ancestors might have come from. Oh, is that why it's called Ancestry? Oh my god. Wow. Uh, so, aside from the Eskimo and Pygmy DNA found in pretty much everybody, they also revealed that I am 13% Irish. And I looked into it. And it turns out that because of my heritage, I am legally required to spend at least 13% of my day engaging in Irish tradition. I couldn't believe that this was actually a law. You know, I don't know how to uh, to river dance or 
or uh, I don't, I, I, I can't sing any uh, famous Irish sad songs, even though I, I like them so much, you know? Just a sad song. I hope, I hope on the day I, I, I die or the day I'm murdered, uh, people gather around and sing a sad Irish song about me. Totally misrepresenting who I was. I mean, maybe, you know, I want them to sing 13% of a sad Irish song. That would be special to me. But anyway, uh, like I said, I'm required to spend 13% of my, my day on St. Patrick's Day engaging in Irish tradition. And that's going to be hard for me. That's going to be pretty hard for me. Uh, one of the rules of St. Patrick's Day is that you must wear at least one article of green clothing visibly present at all times. You gotta be able to see it on your person, right? If you fail to do this, any US citizen is legally allowed to pinch you. Pretty sure that's accurate. Look that up, Mike. Now, outside of pinching someone's esophagus to the point of death, there is no limit to how hard you can pinch them. I personally think this rule is uh, outdated and short-sighted, you know? You could, you could really hurt somebody. You could really do some damage. Nipples have been lost in this sort of tradition. And I got a problem. I don't own a lot of green clothing. Green has just never been my color. My eyes are not green. My eyes are blue. You know, when I was being created, they asked me, they said, yeah, what color eyes do you want? You want, you want some greens? You want some greens? I said, eh, it's not my style. You know, it's not my skis. So I picked blue. I thought, I thought it was a, I thought it went well with my, uh, I don't know, uh, my, my personality. I do have a few like graphic tees that have green in them, but I'm not sure that people at the bar will take me seriously if I order an Irish whiskey while I'm wearing a Reptar shirt. You feel me? You, you, you understand the quandary I'm in? <sighs> anyway, I've got some uh, serious pondering to do. In the meantime, while I'm uh, sorting out my uh, my little demons here, let's move on to the news. Terry Splon of Concord, North Carolina has just won his second $1 million lottery scratcher in two years. Now, I try not to talk about lottery news too much on this show because almost every winning story is a weird situation, right? The odds are stacked so far against you that if you do win the lottery, chances are the story's going to be weird in some capacity. But this motherfucker just won his second million dollar scratcher in two years. Now, first of all, first of all, let's get this out of the way. Who wins a million dollars and then decides to play the lottery again? See, if I won a million dollars on a scratcher, I'd immediately assume that I was on some kind of hit list, right? Whether it be from the people that sold me the card or from somebody that just wants my money, right? I'd be paranoid. I'd be paranoid. Now, granted, I still want to win a million dollars. I'm not going to dismiss that idea but I'd be paranoid. And maybe that's why I haven't won. Because apparently, I don't know how the game is played. 
I also didn't know that Sam's Club sold lottery tickets. That's where he got his ticket. Did I not mention that? He got his ticket at Sam's Club. See, I'm more of a Costco guy myself. And Costco, as far as I know, doesn't do lotto tickets. I've never seen a lotto ticket machine or person selling uh, lottery tickets out of their jacket in Costco. Oh, excuse me. Sam's Club is owned by Walmart. And if you have a Sam's Club card and you shop at Walmart, I think it's safe to say that you're, you're screwing up. You're screwing up. You don't know what you're doing. Anyway, I assume that this dude was in Sam's Club. He saw the lotto machine and said to himself, yo, why not? And he bought a scratcher. Boom! The lotto gods smiled upon him. Again. If you, you know, if you buy a lotto ticket at Sam's Club or Costco, can you get it in bulk? Can you win several lotteries at once? Anyway, uh, UPI.com said that this guy, uh, he won the same prize in April 2017, as I alluded to earlier. Multiple times, I've stated now. This guy won twice. And he said, I can't believe I won the lottery not once, but twice. He said his wife spent most of his other winnings remodeling their house. And he was going to put these winnings aside for a rainy day. You know what they say. It never rains in Southern California. Man, you win twice. Anyway, I say this with absolutely no resentment. Good for that son of a bitch. Good for him. You know, some of us can't even win a free ticket off of Scratcher. And this motherfucker just won his second million dollars in two years. Good for you, motherfucker. Good for you. In other news, NPR.org has a story about keeping tabs on your food before you eat it. This is really interesting, guys. Check this out. So the idea here is that if an animal isn't stuck in a cage, being injected with hormones and antibiotics and being fed pieces of other animals, the food you eat will be happier and healthier and tastes better to boot. Win, 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 right? Let me give you an example here. Aldi is a, a small, a chain of like smaller grocery stores, at least out here in the U.S. and I think parts of Europe as well. They, they sell organic food, kind of like a Trader Joe's or a Sprouts or a Whole Foods, but small. And their meat tastes better and it costs less. And it's a lot better than the junk you'd get at Walmart, right? Now, according to this NPR story, this Chinese company, uh, Zong'an Online, is it, am I pronouncing that? Mike, Mike you're, you're Chinese, right? Part of you, you're 13% Chinese. Uh, am I pronouncing that right? I don't know. Okay, uh, Zong'an Online has already outfitted more than 100,000 chicker, chickers. Mike, uh, let, let's, uh, can we cut that? Let's rewind this, okay? I'm going I'm to say this whole sentence all over again. So according to this NPR story, Chinese insurance company Zong'an Online has already outfitted more than 100,000 chickens with trackers. Wow. So this is so that you can see how your dinner lived before it ended up on your plate. Walking around. So let me, let me kind of paint a picture for you here. I'm playing this game called Ape Out on my Switch. It's an overhead game, colorful, 
has this jazzy soundtrack. It's really cool. You're, you're uh, playing as like a big gorilla of some sort, and you break out of a cage, and your goal is just to get out of the building alive. And there's these dudes that don't want you to get out of this building alive. They, they've got guns. They're shooting at you. They're, they're throwing bombs at you. It's just, not, it's just not a great day to be an ape. But the fun part is that you get to attack them too. And you get to throw them out of buildings and uh, just smash them into pieces. Anyway, when you do die, and it's a tough game, so you will die. When you do die, the game zooms out in this dramatic way. And it shows you the path that you've taken. So maybe you might want to take another path next time. But it's, it's just drawing. As every step you're taking, it's remembering and it, it shows you the drawing of your path. Kind of like if you've ever used like a fit, fitness tracker on your phone or uh, maybe you have a smartwatch or something. And at the end of the day, you check your, your GPS tracking and it shows you everywhere you've walked. It shows you just how much your phone's been spying on you. It's creepy, but it's also kind of cool to see just, wow, I walked multiple blocks, or, wow, I was a real lazy piece of shit today. So, I'm thinking that this uh, food tracker, this dinner tracker, this animal tracker is kind of the same thing. You you uh, sit down to eat, and you get to see a drawing of everywhere your chicken walked. And if your chicken didn't walk anywhere, if it was just stuck in that same spot, you know, that chicken was not free range. Or it was just a really lazy chicken, but that's unlikely, because they're chickens. Chickens like to walk around, cluck. Not much going on upstairs, but they like to walk around. They can't fly very well. Anyway, article also mentioned that this company is working on facial recognition technology so that consumers can one day make sure the organic chicken they saw on the farm is the same one that ends up on their plate. Wow. Wow. I'm going to call bullshit on that part because unless they are serving up the decapitated head of the animal you're eating, there's no way you're going to know for sure that it's the same animal. And also, you've kind of lost the plot when you find yourself studying facial recognition software for your dinner. Now, besides the hippie factor here, there is some good use for this technology. According to the article, if food like lettuce needs to be recalled for some sort of outbreak, what, 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 what uh, are lettuces? Lettuce-i? Lettuce-y? You know, lettuce can get recalled for any number of things, maybe E. coli, lettuce poisoning, whatever it is. They can use this software to trace exactly where the problem came from, which farm was the problem. And they'll send, you know, the government to to just shut it down, maybe with uh, some flaming torches. And therefore also avoid shutting down other farms and just ruining everybody's day where we have weeks or months where people are just afraid to eat lettuce. Anyway, long story longer, I'm looking forward to this day where I can study the GPS coordinates of my dinner months before I eat it. Okay, so I've done some digging on this whole St. Patrick's Day thing. Mike, did you know that St. Patrick was a real dude? Yeah, yeah, I knew that. Well, you're wrong, Mike. He was real. Anyway, St. Patrick is famous in Ireland for turning the country into Catholics and chasing all of the snakes out of Ireland. Now, according to Wikipedia, there were never any snakes actually in Ireland in the first place, and the story is really just an allegory about him chasing the Druids out of the country. But I don't think it's any kind of stretch to say that one man 
single-handedly chased thousands of venomous reptiles into the ocean by himself, alone, no help. You know, stranger things have happened, I'm sure. They also said that uh, Mr. Patrick's uh, walking stick turned into a tree and that he debated with his ancestors about Christianity versus paganism. So, in his honor, we dress up like leprechauns and eat Lucky Charms on St. Patrick's Day. Now, I think we should do a whole episode on the uh, little quirks of Catholicism one day. There's a lot of material to pick through, and I think it uh, could be fun. Wow, is it already time? Is Mike, it's time for listener questions. Let's do some good questions. Uh, we, we, we do have some good questions, by the way. Lots of them. Wow. Got a lot to get through today. This will be fun. Uh, Yillian asks, What is the best question anyone could ever ask Google? Wow, the best question anybody could ever ask Google. There's so many. And there's lots of little Easter eggs. I don't know if you guys know this, but there's lots of Easter eggs with Google. Like if you type uh, do a barrel roll, your search result page will literally spin and do a barrel roll. That sort of thing. I think when the the Harlem Shake was uh, still a thing, if you told Google to do the Harlem Shake, it would dance or something. I don't know. It might still do that. Anyway, what, what is the best question you could ask Google? I thought about this, and the best question anybody could ever ask Google is, you won't kill me one day, right? You have to ask it as a question. You can't just say, you won't kill me one day. You have to, you know, for best results, I say, put the whole thing in quotation marks, capitalize the Y in you, and put the question mark at the end of it, and maybe get a comma right after your day. Are you guys following me here? I'm just saying... Try to try to make this thing look legit, okay? Because I think we all have a feeling. We all kind of have this feeling that Google might kill us one day. You know? We got Google. We got Facebook. We got Amazon. We got all these tech companies working on advanced AI. And I've seen enough movies to know that this AI is going to get out of our hands eventually. You know, there was a story a few years back where Facebook created these AIs and had them, these two AI bots just talk to each other, and they started creating their own language. And Facebook could no, no longer understand what it was saying, so they shut it down. That's where it gets scary, folks. That's where it gets scary. So, you know, I think it's safe to say that uh, one day Google will have created something that uh, will just kill us all, or, or, or most of us, you know? Some sort of Terminator dystopia, right? So you ask Google, you type into Google, make sure you're signed in so it knows it's you. Maybe do it on your phone so you have your fingerprint tied to this question. You ask Google, you say, you won't kill me one day, right? That way, you've made it personal, and Google has to think back to that one time you made it promise to never kill you. Right? These are the kinds of things you have to you have to throw the AI off. You have to force humanity onto it sometimes. And so I think that's that's your best bet. If there's one question to ask Google, it's you won't kill me one day, right? So uh in other questions, uh Devin asks, Weird Al, actually funny or product of his time? You guys know Weird Al. 
uh, for all of his uh, parody songs mostly. He did uh, some parodies of Michael Jackson with the I'm fat rather than I'm bad. He did uh, Coolio, Amish Paradise. He did Chameleonaire, White and Nerdy. You get the idea. He did uh, Smells Like Nirvana. He's got a shtick, right? That, those, those parody songs are, are what made him popular. They catapulted him. And having the approval from somebody like Michael Jackson really helped because he got to use Michael Jackson's uh, stage. I just recently learned this. He got to use the Michael Jackson, uh, the, the bad set for that music video, the same set Michael Jackson filmed on. Weird Al got to film on. Now, Michael Jackson's not the most popular person in media right now. I hear there's a documentary or two going around saying some pretty bad things. But that's neither here nor there. I mean, it is, of course, but we're talking Weird Al. Uh, let me just make this clear, okay? We're talking Weird Al. Now, is Weird Al actually funny or a product of his time? I think it's a little A, little B. I think it's a little bit of both, to be honest. There's no way Weird Al would be nearly as big as he was if it wasn't for those parody songs. Because a Weird Al album, I've never owned a Weird Al album, but I, I, I'm sure I've heard a full album before. A Weird Al album is not just a bunch of parody songs. There's maybe a couple parody songs on each Weird Al album. But the rest are just odd, quirky comedy songs. And there's no way those other songs would have exploded his popularity the same way as a song like Amish Paradise. So, to that end, I think he's a product of his time, but that time also changes because he was very popular in uh, the early 90s, for example, with those songs in the late 80s, I would say, too. But, like I said, I also mentioned uh, White and Nerdy. Now, that song, at this point, I think is like 13 years old. But that was well after... That was well after the early 90s, late 80s. You know, talking 20 years, at least. So I think, I think he's able to uh, kind of move along with the times, to his credit. Because there's, I mean, like, I keep bringing up the white and nerdy song just because he's, he's got some range, right? <laughs> the dude can actually spit kind of fast, but he's also the same dude that's doing uh, these weird songs. So he's got some range. Little little uh, trivia about Weird Al. My mom actually went to uh, college, the same college as he did at the same time. I asked her about it, and she said that, uh, yeah, it was kind of odd. It's kind of weird. He would uh, spend time just, like, sitting under the desk, I guess. I, I, I don't know many more details beyond that, but I just thought that was a fun little tidbit. That's uh, six degrees of separation. I get, guess that separates me um, two or three degrees from Weird Al. Wow. Anyway, uh, Ken asks a, a follow-up question to Devin's question. He says, is Devin jealous of Weird Al? You know, because he asked, uh, is he actually funny or a product of his time? Well, I've never known Devin to be jealous of Weird Al. You know, I've never heard him compare himself to Weird Al. I've never got the feeling that he just kind of wants to tear Weird Al down. But, you know, could be on his mind. Could be on his mind. Maybe he just wants to know. Maybe it's, it's, it's kind of just one of those questions you have to ask. Like, you won't kill me one day, right, Google? So no, I, I don't think so. I don't think he's jealous. Uh, Ken also asks, how do you break the internet? Good question. 
How do you break the internet? Well, it's pretty simple, at least from my uh, quick uh, Google searching. Uh, what you need to do to break the internet is publish some heavily photoshopped pictures of yourself naked. Preferably, you're balancing a, a champagne glass on your ass, that sort of thing. And then just call it, break the internet. There you, you done it. You did it. You broke the internet. You broke the internet. An alternative way to break the internet would be to uh, probably set off some sort of EMP uh, weapons near server farms and uh, all across the, the world, causing mass chaos. I don't recommend doing that. This is not me uh, trying to get on any sort of list, any sort of watch list. I'm, I'm just saying that those are the two ways I know to break the internet. Naked Photoshop pictures and uh, EMPs. Uh, Ken also asks uh, some other questions here. He says, um, is Mike really Mike or is that a stage name? Good question. Mike, you want to handle this? No? Okay. I got this. Mike is his real name. His uh, mother and I prefer to call him Michael. But... Uh, no, he's, he's Mike. He is Mike. Uh, that's that's what his name has been as long as I've known him. He For a brief period of time, for a brief period of time, don't deny it, Mike, uh, he, he went as Magic Mike to make money in college. He doesn't do that anymore now. He now works for this prestigious podcast, so he's just Mike now. He's just Mike. Mikhail. Michael. He, uh, he was named after Michael Jackson. Finding Neverland. Or, uh, no, uh, who, who were you named after, Mike? Mike? Michael Jordan? How old are you, dude? I, you know, we'll get back to this. We'll get back to this. Um, Devin asks, have you made love while listening to the podcast yet? Wow, that is a callback. You guys remember, I think it was episode two? Episode two was called A Podcast to Make Love To. That was the theme. The theme of the episode was creating a podcast that you can make love to. And Devin's uh, really uh, held my feet to the fire here. He says, have you made a podcast? Or have you made love while listening to the podcast yet? You know what? I, I don't think I have. I don't think I have. Does that make me a hypocrite or just uh, careless? Huh. I don't know. If If I haven't, does that mean I've also failed at making a podcast that you can make love to? I don't know. Maybe we should get the numbers in. Maybe maybe we should do a study on that. Who has made love while listening to this podcast? Dang. That, that is that is a tough one. That is a tough one. Devin also asks, have you made love to your podcast yet? Now, I don't know if uh, this question was meant to be asked this way, and that's why you later asked if I've made love while listening to the podcast yet or if it's in addition to so have I made love to my podcast? I, you know what? I can't say I haven't thought about it. I can't say I haven't thought about it, but I, I, I really don't know what the what would be entailed in that, right? It's a it's a digital file. I I don't know. It just seems it seems inappropriate, and I've been I'm too embarrassed to ask. So so the answer to that is no. Wow, um, this got weird. Let's see here. Uh, I guess it's time to wrap this show up. We've been we've been kind of going. We've been kind of going. 
Uh, let's let's talk some poll results. Last week we asked, "What is the best kind of pyramid?" Seventy-eight percent of you said that Egyptian and Mayan pyramids were the best kind of pyramids. You know, you said, "I like my pyramid to be big, triangular, and have a dead dude in it." Twenty-two percent of you said that uh, your favorite kind of pyramid was the kind that uh, involved a scheme that took your cash. I like the honesty of all of you. So, thank you guys. Thank you guys for uh, voting in this poll. I think uh, this information is going to be very valuable to somebody one day. This week we also have a poll. We have a, a new poll every single week. This week's poll is, what is your favorite part of St. Patrick's Day? You guys can answer that poll on our Facebook page at Up and Loaded. We are U-P-N-L-O-A-D-E-D. Up and Loaded. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. We're on Instant Graham Cracker, Instagram. We're all over the internet. And of course, uploaded.com, where you can listen to this podcast, download it, stream it, etc., etc., etc. You guys have been great. Thanks for sticking with me. It's a little bit of a longer episode, but I think it was well worth your time, to be honest. Personally, no bias. I'm starting to ramble. This is kind of giving me uh, episode one, episode two vibes where I just didn't know when to just stop. Just stop. So I'm going to stop. Thanks, guys, for listening. This has been episode 24 of Chris to Chris. Hey, enjoy your weekend or else. <laughs>